stories making news across South Sudan this Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. South Sudan graduates the first badge of its unified forces. And the newly formed Sudanese Journalist Association says it will work hard to create a good working environment for media workers in the country. We'll have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. An estimated 10,000 former rebel fighters graduated on Tuesday in Juba. The unification of forces was a key condition of the 2018 peace deal, and the forces will be integrated in the National Security Service, Police, and the VIP Protection Forces. Ugandan President Yoori Museveni and Sudanese military leader General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan were among the dignitaries who attended the event. For VOA News, Viola Elias reports from Juba. 21,973 forces comprised of VIP Protection Force, National Security Service, Police and the Prison Service, among others, were officially commissioned as the necessary unified forces after the country's Chief Justice Chan Rich Modud saw them in. Thousands of South Sudanese witnessed as President Salva Kiir graduated them after completing their virus training in cantonment site centers in Central Equatoria State. Speaking at the event, President Kiir noted it's been almost four years since the parties signed a peace deal. He says out of all the chapters in the peace deal, the graduation of the unified forces has been the most challenging yet most important part of the agreement. We are graduating them in phases because the training centers are widespread across the country and it is difficult to access some of them because of the floods. The badge we are graduating now are the cadets in training, in training centers in parts of the greater Equatoria. The graduation of the other cadets in greater Baral Ghazal and up greater Upper Nair, respectively, will follow. Speaking at the same ceremony, Ugandan President Yoweri Museveni said Africans have gone through both internal and external crises. Museveni tells the South Sudanese people and the government that public service consumes a lot of resources and urge key administration to invest in agriculture, ICT and industries. He says for all the above mentioned sectors to be operational need a peaceful country. We should all understand the importance of peace and also the importance of the sectors that generate wealth, which are the other four I have talked about. The army may try to produce, but it cannot produce as much as the population, if the population has got peace. So I'm very happy to see that you are, you are on the right track. You have... Uh, Museveni says President Kir told him part of the delay was caused by a lack of money. Ethiopian Defense Minister Abraham Bile, who represented Prime Minister Ahmed Abi, said the graduation of the unified forces is significant in asserting sustainable peace in South Sudan. He says the government of Ethiopia is optimistic that today's graduation marks a great link forward to ending the transitional period as put in the roadmap. This will definitely herald a new chapter for the unity, peace, 
democracy and prosperity of the people of South Sudan. The parties to the 2018 Addis Agreement have shown impressive compromise by reaching into an understanding and putting down the roadmap that deserves recognition. This is because, first, it gave a direction and confidence for those who have been concerned about the expiration of the original bill by providing a realistic timeline towards democratic election at the end of the transition period. The chairperson of Sudan Sovereign Council and current head of regional bloc Intergovernmental Authority on Development, or IGAD, Abdul Fattah al-Burhan urged South Sudanese to look after necessary unified forces so as they can protect the people. Burhan says today's graduation represents a new beginning and hope for the implementation of the peace agreement. We are honored today as we witness the graduation of this first batch of the unified forces. They represent the first fruit and hope for the implementation of the new roadmap of the revitalized peace agreement. They are the strongest guards and we have no doubt about the capabilities and abilities that they have acquired in the field of training because they will certainly do a good job for their country and for the people of South Sudan who expect a lot from the extension of the new agreement. According to the allegiance ordered read by Minister of the Presidential Affairs, Barnaba Marial, the graduates included 3,308 VIP protection forces of the unified SSPDF and 4,366 personnel were integrated into the South Sudan National Police Service. KIR also integrated 6,315 personnel into the Unified National Security Service and 1,120 personnel into a Unified National Police Service. In a separate order, KIR also integrated more than 3,500 personnel in the Unified National Wildlife Service and 3,289 into the Unified National Civil Defense Service. Under the 2018 peace deal, South Sudan is supposed to train and graduate 83,000 personnel to take charge of security during the ongoing transitional period. The long-awaited graduation of the unified forces happened after several delays with the government attributed to financial constraint. For VOA News, I am Viola Elias in Juba. President Salva Kiir has declared Tuesday a national holiday and urged citizens to attend the graduation ceremony of the unified forces. The revitalized peace agreement calls for parties to train and graduate a unified army during the transitional period. But the government has fallen behind so many times, prompting the United States to pull out of the monitoring process in July this year, citing lack of sustained progress. Michael McQuay is South Sudan's Minister of Information. He tells James Batty the graduation is important to the people of South Sudan because it marks the actual implementation of the 2018 Revitalized Peace Agreement. 
This day is a very important day in the history of the people of South Sudan and the people of South Sudan because this marks the actual implementation of the agreement. So all the people, those who are here inside Juba, are expected to attend, and all those who are outside Juba are expected to follow through the media. It is important because uh, this is the day the people of South Sudan has been longing for, and this is why the president then declared Tuesday as a public holiday so that people can attend. But um, there are many South Sudanese who are asking why this day has taken this long to come. Even though people were suspicious and accusing the government of South Sudan of dragging its feet and that it did not have the stamina and does not have the interest to implement the agreement, it is important now that we show those who were doubting the government of South Sudan or those doubting Thomases that the government of South Sudan meant to implement the agreement except that it had some obstacles. Those obstacles are the ones that brought about the delay not because the government of South Sudan did not intend or does not have the interest to implement the agreement. Now the day has come, we have made it, and uh, this is why they are being graduated Tuesday, the 30th of August. As you know, Minister, the U.S. government withdrew its support from the peace implementation process earlier this year, citing lack of sustained progress. Your comment, please. The withdrawal of the Americans from supporting the process. In fact, the Americans were supporting the security mechanisms within the agreement. And uh, despite their withdrawal, which was about two months ago, we managed to go through and we have now succeeded and we are graduating the forces without their support. However, they said that they will look into it and up to now we have not yet received their response. The reasons for the withdrawal, of course, are their own reasons, but what I know is that Americans are not signatories to the agreement. They have not signed it. They are members of Troika. Troika does not sign. The European Union did not sign. And the Friends of IGAD did not sign. But despite all these, they decided to come in to support the agreement. Now, the fact that they have pulled out from that support is not an issue. There are other good Samaritans who had offered to continue supporting the implementation of the agreement and we have made it. As for the the absence of the election law, that is not an excuse, actually, because it is not only the election law which is the problem. The problem is that the constitution itself is not yet out. How do you talk of elections at a time when your constitution is not yet out? And this is why the people of South Sudan have agreed to extend the period of implementation further so that we give chance for the proper formalization and drafting of the constitution of the Republic of South Sudan. And it is thereafter that you can talk about the election law. That was Michael McQuay, South Sudan's Minister of Information, speaking with my colleague James Batty. Some South Sudanese say they expect improvement in security services, good governance and the rule of law now that their country has a unified force. For VOA News, Wake Simon Wood reports from Juba. Well, today I feel uh, more excited for this graduation after long Long, 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 long way on the struggle for the freedom of our country and the freedom for our people. Well, you know, our people are not uh, settled.
That is one of the graduates who identified himself as Napoleon. A former soldier with the SPLMI or Napoleon on Tuesday was commissioned today as a police officer at the Dr. John Garang Moselium in Juba. He was among the trainees at Rajaf Training Center preparing over the past three years to serve in the Unified Forces. Well, the experience is too very very difficult situation and if you don't you don't have heart you cannot stay many people run away from the training centers and a few of us who decide to stay and then we we who committed ourselves for this is the one we stay in the in the uh, in the center training center Business came to a standstill in South Sudan's capital, Juba, today. The central equatorial state government declared today a public holiday in the state to allow citizens attend the graduation of the forces. Several streets in the capital were sealed off and dozens of security forces deployed to some points. Many South Sudanese witnessed the graduation ceremony. Traditional groups from different South Sudanese communities sang and danced at the event, expressing their joy. Others dressed in a local attire made of goats and cow's skins. That is one of the traditional groups from the Muru community dancing in joy as they celebrated the graduation. Officers for the VIP Protection Force, National Security Service, Police and the Prison Service, among the 21,973 officially commissioned as part of the necessary unified forces after the country's chief justice, Chana Rich Madud, swore them in. They are the first of what will be 52,102 necessary unified forces graduates drawn from factions, the SPLM in government of President Salva Kiir, the SPLM in opposition of First Vice President Riyak Machar, and the South Sudan Opposition Alliance. Under the 2018 revitalized peace deal, South Sudan is supposed to train and graduate 83,000 personnel to take charge of security during the ongoing transitional period. South Sudan Information Minister Michael McQuay says the graduation of the 21,973 forces is a symbolic launch of the entire graduation process for forces in other parts of the country. Some South Sudanese have welcomed the graduation with hope, saying they expect the government to improve its service delivery, especially in security and governance. 60-year-old Charles Ogoya, dressed in his African wear, commonly known as Kitenge, was at the Moselium among his community of Kakwa traditional dancers. He could not contain his joy saying the event marks a milestone in efforts to restore the peace and stability he has yearned for. Oguya says he expects security across the country and especially in his village to improve. He also expects insecurity along roads to stop. I want to see an effective road network. There should be clean water. Our brothers in the camps in Uganda, Congo, Ethiopia and Khartoum should be returned home so that they know there is peace now and we will be happy. Agre Doko Arcangelo is one of the youth who witnessed the graduation. I'm looking forward that after this graduation there should be 
stability in the country. The police should be deployed accordingly so that they also safeguard our borders, they safeguard our environment. Because what we are seeing in South Sudan, the insecurity is mostly caused because uh, due to lack of, uh, let me say, the armed forces are not regularly being monitored. But I'm looking forward that after this graduation, they should be monitored. The graduation comes in the backdrop of growing frustration among the international community and South Sudanese in the delay in implementing key chapters of the peace deal, including security arrangements. Last month, the United States government, a lead funder of the peace process, suspended support on the implementation of the deal because of what it called the failure of South Sudanese leaders to implement commitments they had made to restore peace in the country. According to the implementation matrix of the peace deal, the graduation was supposed to take place seven months after the parties signed the revitalized peace agreement in September 2018. For VON News, I'm working Simon Wudu in Juba. You are listening to South Sudanian Focus on the Voice of America. Coming up, ICRC says children are still missing in Africa. Find out why after the break. South Sudan in Focus is now on WhatsApp. Send us a message on plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one. Tell us what's happening in your area or give us your feedback on the stories you hear on South Sudan in focus. We look forward to hearing from you on WhatsApp. That number again, plus one, two, zero, two, six, three, zero, eight, zero, one, one. You are listening to South Sudan in focus on the voice of America as the world commemorates the International Day of the Disappeared Persons today, the International Committee of the Red Cross says thousands of people are missing in South Sudan due to conflict. The ICRC reports shows more than 25,000 minors are missing across Africa and children represent 40% of the 64,000 cases of disappeared persons registered across the continent. For VOA News, Viela Elias reports from Juba. The RCRC says in its latest report that more than 25,000 minors are missing across Africa. It also says children represent 40% of the 64,000 cases of disappeared persons registered across the continent. Sophie Masak, ICRC program officer in charge of protection of family links in South Sudan, says the ICRC and South Sudan Red Cross have registered more than 5,500 cases of missing people across the country. Over 5,700 cases of missing people are currently being followed by the ICRC and the South Sudan Red Cross. The actual number of missing people in South Sudan is probably much higher as most disappearances are not registered or documented. A third of the disappeared persons registered with the ICRC were children when they went missing. Juba resident KG Ladu is among those whose family members are missing. Ladu says her uncle disappeared during the 2016 conflict. He left the house in 2016 until 2022. No one knows his whereabouts. Families are worried and asking whether he is alive or dead. So if today is the International Day of the Disappeared Person, I would like to remember my missing uncle. 
I appeal to the government and international committee of the Red Cross to try and look for the missing people because others left their children and wives behind and have not returned until now. Lado says her family is anguished over the disappearance of her uncle and is desperately seeking answers from authorities. Mashak says findings indicate the priority of families with missing persons in and out of South Sudan have been to know what happened to their loved ones. She says about 60% of these families struggle to cope with mental related issues and 55% experience economic hardship. The RCRC report also documented more than 5,200 cases of unaccompanied children in Africa. The RCRC says there are over 35 active armed conflicts across Africa. Meshak says such conflicts each year force thousands of people, including children, to a great risk of disappearance as they travel to the Sahara Desert and the Mediterranean Sea in search of safety and a better life. She says since South Sudan gained independence in 2011, the RCRC has successfully Successfully closed more than 3,600 cases. It can be cases that the SSRC and the ICRC have solved uh, positively, and also when we were following families and they managed to restore the contact with their missing relatives. Uh, in 2021 only, uh, 321 cases were solved positively. Meshak urges South Sudanese authorities to use everything in their power to prevent people from going missing. The role of the authorities and to prevent people from going missing in the first place and to acknowledge the situation of all these families in South Sudan and to try to do what is uh, possible and to the utmost possible uh, to provide answers to families about the fate and whereabouts of their missing relatives for authorities to listen to families and to try whatever is possible to, uh, to address their plight. Across Africa, the Red Cross and the Red Crescent Societies and the RCRC helped establish the whereabouts and fate of 4,200 people and reunited 1,200 families with their loved ones. It also facilitated more than 773,000 phones and video calls between separated families as a result of armed conflict or other situations of violence, immigration, detention or other circumstances. For VOA News, I am Viola alias in Juba. The council members of the Sudanese journalist syndicate say they will work and protect the rights of their colleagues in accordance to the law. The 39 elected members were, were voted in over the weekend and tasked with laying the foundation for the protection of rights of journalists. Michael Artit prepared this report. Nabil Biagio has more from Washington. Walida Nur Zakaria, 280. Mohammed Abdelaziz, 271. Ali Dali, 267. Faisal Mohammed Saleh, chairman of the Sudanese Journalist Syndicate Election Committee, announces the names of those elected to the council in Khartoum on Monday. Nearly 100 members ran to be on the council. Only 26 men and 13 women who got the majority of votes were announced as winners. Addressing the journalists at Engineer's House in Khartoum's Amarad neighborhood, Saleh described the process as free, fair, credible, and democratic election. He says the election signifies how much Sudanese were longing for democratic exercises, which have been absent for more than three decades. 
واعتقد انه كان عرسا ديمقراطيا حقيقيا. I believe it was a truly democratic process. We are not one of the bigger syndicates and we will not claim to give democratic lessons to those who have been there before us, who played a significant role and exerted a lot of efforts before us. With this small exercise, we have benefited a lot from their past experience. Abdelmunam Idris was elected chairman of the Sudanese Journalist Syndicate with 205 votes. He ran against six other candidates. Speaking shortly after the ceremony, Ali Adali, one of the newly elected council members, vowed to work with his colleagues to ensure that journalists are guaranteed equal employment opportunities. Adali says the council will also work to prevent media houses from being shut down, newspapers from being confiscated, and journalists from being detained. We need to close a dark chapter that has been present for three decades where they used to confiscate papers, shut down media houses, arrest and detain journalists. Today, we are celebrating our victorious journalist syndicate and we therefore shall fight for our oppressed rights on behalf of all Sudanese journalists. Sally Tajasir Atiyah expressed her gratitude to fellow journalists for electing her to the council. Atiyah says as a female journalist, part of her role is to advocate for equal employment opportunities and to promote female journalists to higher positions in media houses. Female journalists are not promoted in accordance with the law. Up to this moment, we don't have a female journalist who is an editor-in-chief. Once some of them get married or go for maternity leave, they face difficulty in returning to their position because they are faced with a challenging labor law. We will try to resolve all these issues. Journalist Nazik Shammam says she would like syndicate members to address the issue of work environment. They need to improve the welfare of journalists and their work environment as the first priority. We need to see routine training being conducted for journalists and we need to see them provided with health insurance. We need to have a journalist's house to host all our events and meetings. Shamam also says journalists need to have a house where they can host events and meetings. For Michael Atid in Khartoum, I'm Nabil Biagio in Washington. That's all we prepared for you this Tuesday. We now leave you with the song Benia by Mawa. I'm your host, John Tanza in Washington. Thanks for taking time to be with us this evening. Remember to join us tomorrow for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America. I'm reaching out to the broken eye. I'm reaching out to the lost souls. I'm reaching out to the absent-minded. I'm reaching out to the sick and the low. I'm reaching out to the broken-hearted. I'm reaching out to the lost souls. I'm reaching out to the absent-minded. I'm reaching out to the sick and the low. And I be me do it at a